My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money, why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions, and what, if anything, we can do about it. I'm Martha Lawton. And I'm Alex Lemon. And we're your hosts. Today on Squanderlust, why getting value for money is not just about getting a good deal. And why it's a good idea to think carefully about the financial company you keep. Hey, Alex. Hello. Today we're doing a bit of an experiment. Oh, have I got my lab coat? Let me check. <laughs> um, it's an experiment for us in a slightly different format from Ooh, usual okay. podcast. Okay. So... It is a basic principle of this podcast that the way to a happy financial life is aligning your use of your money with your personal values. That sounds very wholesome and good. It is, isn't it? And as a way of talking about that today, we're going to run through some of the exercises that I used to do around uh, values and personal values and financial values uh, that I used to use in workshops with with people. So oh. it's going to be a bit of an experiment to see whether this works with if you. They're, if they're exercised, do I need to do some lunges first? <laughs> should I, some, some should men- I warm up? Mental lunges. Okay. Get get your get your brain okay limber. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're going to be we're going to be doing that, and and uh, I invite our listeners to follow along with that. So um, it's going to be a bit of a a demonstration of some ideas. And if people want to um, pause the podcast and have a go at some of the questions that I ask. um, Might want to pause it now and go and get your pen and paper ready. Yeah. you don't have to write it down. No, no, that's true. But you (laughs) might want to. Um, So, yeah, feel free to, to do all that stuff. Like I said, it's a bit of an experiment. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's going to be fun. I'm your lab rat. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see if you can run through the maze and find your bit of cheese. Yum. Okay, so uh, typically when people talk about using money in line with values, they mean things like ethical finance and fair trade shopping and things like that. And when people talk about getting value for money, they're usually talking about getting a good price on a particular purchase or financial product or something. 
that we're meaning something slightly different today. Mm. And hopefully what we do mean will become clear as we go through some of these exercises. Yes. Cool. So I'm going to start by asking a sort of simple kind of question, which is why do we even want money? What is it for? Or more to the point, once your basic living costs are covered, why do we still want more money? Mm-hmm. What does money get us beyond the basics? Well, you did mention cheese just earlier, and now I'm thinking about cheese. But um, <laughs> I think what we, is it, well, when we've covered our basic cheese needs, exactly, we want more cheese. Um, <laughs> yes, no, it's a it's a good question. Yeah, um, I'm now. That was me stalling for time. Can you? No, no, that's fine. That's um, fine. Why do? Yeah, why do we still want more money? Greed. Maybe. Okay. Um, we <laughs> want things. For, for, so we want things. Yes. What do I do with my money other than, I mean, I, I do seem to spend quite a lot in the supermarket on, I don't know what, but um, once those needs are met, mm. um, well, it's, you know, social life. Okay. Um, so social life. So companionship, spending time with other people. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A nice new pair of shoes. A nice new pair of shoes. Or trousers or something. Okay. Um, so haircut. Why? So appearance <laughs> yes. stuff. Yes. Why, why do we want to? Uh, make our appearances uh, what are we trying to achieve by by improve, spending money on our appearances um, complying with social norms probably complying with social <laughs> norms so then we're back again to that's again about companionship and be- belonging yes yep yeah okay Mm. What, what else? What else do I suppose? So, but but the other side of that can also be aesthetics. Like mm. it can actually be about self-expression. Yes, and my my hair is quite self-expressive. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but in a really good way. Thanks, it's quite large. Um, <laughs> such a state, but a bit humid. Yes, no, that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah, because it, you know. Yes, you are trying to comply with social norms, but you're also kind of feeling gooder in yourself, aren't you? Yeah. About how you look and like, that you feel that you can present your own self a little bit more. Yeah. So we, yeah. we've got belonging and companionship. We've got self-expression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other things that you might use money for? Um, interests and hobbies. Interests and hobbies. Yeah. I've been, I've been learning Korean because mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. And um, so I've been spending my money on Korean courses. Yeah. So learning yes. as well. Yes. So there's there's hobbies and learning. Um, both of those are kind of things that we additionally spend our money on. Hobbies, I mean, in, in this case, you've mentioned a hobby that is learning, but hobbies can also be creative hobbies mm. as well. Mm. So again, that's kind of back to that self-expression thing, but yeah, specifically about creating or producing something. One mm. of my hobbies is uh, crocheting. Mm. Um, and so like anybody who has a, a yarn-based hobby, acquiring yarn is um, a key part of that. Uh, <laughs> acquiring that, too much yarn. Acquiring too much yarn is... is uh, a danger. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a danger because of the creative possibilities. Mm. We get hooked on what could be. Okay. Yeah. So um, learning and creating. Feels so strange to be all about me. Um, <laughs> well, it's not all about you. can think more broadly about other people well, okay. as well. Yeah. So not, Maybe just that's about, not just about what you. What do other people spend their money on? Yeah. Um, well, it, you know, interest covers a lot of things as well. You know, that mm. will cover you like, you know subscriptions to Spotify maybe or um, yeah. Netflix yeah. you know watching yeah. films and TV um, so just generally like pastimes relaxation yes yes that would be it 
Um, mm-hmm. Fitness, ex- you know, expenses of people who have gym memberships. I, yep. I gave up the gym in favour of swing dancing, quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, although worth it. Uh, <laughs> fitness and, and just generally health, actually, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there are definitely things that are not, wouldn't I wouldn't class as basic needs, although, you know, it is basically important to be healthy. Mm. But there are things where we go beyond what is necessary yeah. to survive. Have I missed it? I feel like there must be buckets of things yeah, I've missed. Yeah, there are definitely some other ones. Okay, give missed. me some clues. This is well, why one of, one of them <laughs> I'm, I'm... links across to your Korean one, which is travel. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, travel. Travel. So, yeah, travel and exploration and, um, yeah, being able to sort of, again, that sort of ties into learning a little bit, but, mm. but being able to have interesting experiences is a really key one. Mm-hmm. Um, and family. Family and security and actually being able to look after the people who are close to you. Yeah, that's true. I uh, guess it's easy to see that as absolutely necessary for survival, but it's kind of not. Well, it yeah. is more on a discretionary there's a, there's end of things a, sometimes. Yeah, so, I mean, there are, there are meeting your family's basic needs, but then there's also people like to actually spend on family and mm. save for family. Mm. People who have kids, you know, they want to look, look, look treats, nice but also saving for their futures. Right you know as well so Mm -hmm. um family becomes a really key one and then like i mentioned as well security as well there's a an extent to which you know making sure you look after your own future and you're ready and prepared as well is also um a really really key one i didn't really think of that but yeah you know could pension pots or whatever are to an extent discretionary even though we yeah. really should you know we know we should worry about those but yeah um they are not you know we're not going to suffer tomorrow because we didn't pay exactly. attention today it's going to be several tomorrows away that that yeah happens. yeah ultimately it's uh it's necessary without being pressing mm-hmm. um i've probably missed some as well but this is a pretty decent list so we've got belonging and companionship relaxation fitness and health Self-expression, hobbies, learning, creating, family, security, lots and lots of different things that you can get more of by spending money in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And most of these have something in common, which is that they're not really just about objects, Mm. buying objects. They're Mm. actually an emotional need mm. that they're filling. Yes. What you look at with these things, like none of these things is a pair of shoes. Mm. We talked about, you know, the pair of shoes exists, but the pair of shoes is trying to get you something else which is fitting in with a social norm or expressing yeah. yourself. Yeah, otherwise we just wear flip-flops all the time. Yeah. Slippers, man. I'd be in my slippers constantly. <laughs> if I didn't have to comply with social norms, I would be permanently in my slippers and a nice elastic waistband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... so because they're all about actually meeting some kind of emotional need, sometimes we can actually meet that emotional need better than we currently are without spending any additional money. Mm. Mm. Um, And by knowing what the emotional needs are that are the most important to you, which one of these things is the highest priority for you, you can think a bit more clearly about how you use both your time and your money more effectively and prioritise those better so that you get those emotional needs met better whilst spending the same amount of money or sometimes even less. And it's just about reprioritising how you save, how you spend and how you use, you use your time. Mm. Yeah. Does that ring a bell 
for you. Yeah, it does. It's kind of interesting to frame it that way because I think it's quite easy not to see things like that. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to actually get to why we do things, which includes, you know, why we spend money on things. And I think I think I've done this at periods in my life without really realising that that's what I was doing. But yeah. also the fact of not realising it means that I maybe wasn't doing it that effectively. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I have been, you know, I, I work freelance. My income is not necessarily steady. So I have to be quite careful around money. Mm-hmm. And there have been, you know, compared to when I had a salary and I knew what was coming in, um, I've really scaled back my spending and my attachment to things that were associated with that kind of spending but I I don't think I've always done that in the in the way that has made me happiest yeah yeah that you know because I've talked about being a a bit of an underspender sometimes and Mm -hmm. I think that feeling of being an underspender probably is rooted in not prioritizing which emotional needs I meet with the money that is available. Yeah, so you're over-prioritising security sometimes. Yeah. At the expense of some of the other needs. Yes, probably, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I'll just... As long as I've got all this savings and that's fine, but actually I'm falling apart because I haven't seen another human for five days. (laughs) Or or I'm just, you know, because I've been sitting in my slippers and my uh, elastic waistband. (laughs) (laughs) Working from home. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, yeah, it's quite... It is it is interesting to think about getting down to the need and how how you can root that out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's important to know why you do something, and then then you can see well how important is that to me, and is that mm. is that realistic? Is it you know some because emotional needs are often um, a little bit overblown. <laughs> yeah, you know because we yeah. see things out of perspective. So yeah, the other thing is that you can choose one or two of these needs and say, I'm going to prioritise these maybe over the short term, maybe Mm. over the longer term and set financial goals that then tie into those needs. Mm. So if you are looking to, so obviously you save quite well already, but if somebody wants to start saving more and better, it's much easier to save for a goal than it is to save for nothing Mm. just to see the numbers rise. And if you root your savings goal in trying to meet one of these needs and saying to yourself which one of these is important, it will have that much more power for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. 
To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So, for example, health is important for me. And feeling healthy, feeling good is important. And for me, being healthier would involve spending a couple of days walking in the countryside, breathing clean, non-London air and looking at greenery and relaxing. So a savings goal for me that would have power because it links into that feeling would be putting some money aside for train tickets and pub lunches so I can go for a walk. Yeah, like having the purpose allows you to attach your emotion to something yeah. and, and yeah. make it, you know, it, it makes it more tangible and, mm. and more about, yeah, you and what you need, yeah, rather yeah, than it being yeah. a sort of ethereal, nebulous yeah. feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, it stops you getting so distracted mm. if you've chosen one of these things to to drive towards, you know, which which one of these do you need more of in your life? Mm. Um, belonging, creativity, you know, relaxation, fitness, health, whatever it might be, any of these things, you know, which one has power for you? Yeah. Um, choosing one for the time being and making it kind of a watchword for you is is a great way of kind of guiding your decisions better. Mm. On which note, if these are the things we really want and we're trying to get those needs met, but then we end up spending in ways that don't do that, mm. that's often because of there are influences on us that mm. are getting in our own way mm. um, and that are kind of pushing us off course. Um, so I want to think about some of those influences and, and why we don't always have the priorities that we want to have when we can think this clearly about it and we've mentioned one of them which was social norms which is the the people immediately around you so let's think first of all about who in the present Mm. like what kind of influences do you think people have in in their present lives that um can push them around oh obviously there's friendship groups and um people you work with probably because yeah lots of us go out to work I don't always so much but you spend a lot of time with those people mm-hmm. um, I mean media the huge influence so it's not necessarily yeah. people in your life but it's definitely yeah. a part of your life that's very strong these days like we, you know we. I was actually just talking to my mum yesterday about advertising compared to when she was growing up and when mm. I grew up and then now and we're bombarded with thousands and thousands of images a day yeah. in a way that you know when my mum was growing up in the 60s didn't happen because she wasn't on the internet you know we'd, yeah. it's thousands of things that even if we think we're immune to that we're not you know that kind of very all pervasive yes and that sort of aspirational thing is definitely you know that's they wouldn't spend all that money on advertising if it didn't make us buy stuff yeah um i think there's a really interesting slightly more people often bring up um advertising and media representations mm. and i find that there's a really interesting slightly sideways one Mm. um which is about the images on TV of lifestyles that you see. And I'm right. not talking about the keeping up with the Kardashians type, uh, quote-unquote, aspirational lifestyles. Mm. I'm talking about when you watch um, like an everyday drama that's supposed to be about normal people, take some time to look at what you imagine the salary that that person would be earning given the job that they do 
And then look at the clothing, the lifestyle, yeah. um, the, the housing that they are in. Yeah. You can pretty much guarantee that every person on almost any drama series lives a lifestyle that costs about five to ten grand a year more yeah. than their salary would actually bring them. They also have a wardrobe that's about five to ten times bigger than their entire house. Yes. Because <laughs> they seem to wear different clothes all the time. Yeah. So, you know, learning Korean, I've been watching Korean dramas and K-dramas are absolute classic examples of this. Oh, yeah, you'll have someone on a very yeah, low-income yeah, yeah. job who's the, you know, the put-upon person, but um, yeah. will have like 17 different overcoats throughout the episode. And I'm like, yeah. I've got two. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, feels, yeah. you know, a bit over done yeah so yeah, yeah it's true yeah, it's yeah. true that, yeah. but even i mean even quite re- supposedly realistic things you look you look at how much time the people on eastenders spend in the pub oh yeah like no one goes to work <laughs> they're, you know they're earning five to ten times more than you actually think but they're not even going to get not even going to work yeah they're just always down a vic yeah yeah <laughs> So it's very, I think that's actually more pernicious because it sets a norm that we're not even conscious of in the way that, you know, you have your guard on slightly with advertising and when you watch something, you know, Lifestyles, the rich and famous stuff, you're aware that they're rich and famous. Mm. Um, But I feel like a lot of these drama things, like I said, they're sort of setting a norm that is really unrealistic Mm. whilst pretending to be real on Mm. some level. So anything else? I, I was going to pick up as well on the employer thing and colleagues Mm. as well because I think that's really telling I've known two three people in my time working with uh, alongside debt advisors who've got into really serious problem debt really serious problem debt Mm. because of corporate cultures right yeah no it's true that yeah the expectations on going out for drinks and Mm. going you know oh let's go to a restaurant and suddenly you find yourself ordering a 35 quid main course or something because Mm. you couldn't say no Mm. that kind Mm. of thing or you know even even just down to things like secret santas at christmas you know like you can't say no to that kind of thing or yeah in workplace there can be a lot of pressures that it's very hard to say no to because you know, how's um, that going to affect you? Expectations with regard to dress sense yes, yes. as well. Mm. Um, I literally knew somebody who ended up going to a loan shark, and I mean like an illegal money lender, somebody really dangerous. I met him through the victim support team for the, for the illegal money lending team. And he'd got into this trouble because he had a kind of trendy creative job where he was expected to look Mm. like somebody who had a trendy creative job and to keep up with the work hard play hard culture Mm. and and so on and so on and and like I said he ended up being a victim of some really serious crime because Mm. of this Mm. um because the norm in his office was that if you didn't keep up with all of that culture you would not get chosen for particular projects. Yes. And then your career would stall. Yes. You know, and it, it took actually getting into that level of, of trouble for him to take that step back and say, why am I doing this? Yeah. Actually, this is really yeah. dangerous and damaging. Yeah. There is also an aspect of, we've talked about it in um previous episode when we talked about ourselves a bit, about um family influences and kind mm-hmm. of upbringing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, scroll back into the past a little bit. Yeah. There's, there's early influences. Because it's not all what is around you right now there's a Mm. lot of stuff that comes from a while ago um you know i know that having grown up in a household that was um you know the the main income was a self-employed one that there was always this tension around money which is you know it is part of my kind of attitude to things now and um i have to be a little bit aware around that yeah what it's driving you know my my underspending is definitely related to that there's also i mean um 
things like people who grow up with a particular religious community are going to mm. have particular attitudes to money and what you should do with money, mm. what are valid uses of yes, money yeah. as well. And yeah, I mean, I know my family are... Sorry to step sideways. I'm not talking about religion here for a second. I'm talking about early influences, though. My family are very family focused and we're very focused on we support each other and mm. you know we don't always get on <laughs> but, um, but we we are very much here for each other and one of the purposes of money in my family growing up it was absolutely about being able to look after other family members if something was went wrong for mm. them mm. Um, and so that absolutely for me is is something that I will prioritize and feel the need to kind of be very clear on in my life that that's that's definitely one of the purposes that I think other people may not have to the same extent mm. some people will some people won't and it'll depend on your mm. your background and your influences as well so being very aware of some of those influences and um even you know school yeah you know what were you taught at school yeah. were, you, were you taught anything at school <laughs> You know what was the, what was the the influence of the people around you? People growing up as you know the poor kid at their school, or even growing up as the privileged kid at their school, will have different feelings about money because it's about how is your financial life relative to your peers. Yes, that's always going to give you feels about money and about what you can tell people and show people about money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because uh, actually, again, talking to my mum about this yesterday, we had quite an extensive conversation, turns out, about, you know, the way that um, kids can put so much pressure on each other to mm. have certain things. And they yeah. don't know why, because they're, you know, young people, you know, often very young. <laughs> yeah. Um, and don't have the kind of awareness of what might be driving their thoughts on this. You know, yeah. the kind of, oh, you must have this kind of brand name jumper. You can't have trainers yeah. like that because they're really, you know, when I was at school, they were really sad. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, it's now it's how cool is your phone, which is a hugely expensive item yeah. that we never had growing up. And that, that, you know, is a very formative time in your life that that can kind of get under yeah under your skin then remain there for you yeah. know, the rest of your life yeah like, you know you yeah. go back and think about how that might yeah might be playing out now yeah know? yeah absolutely what are you trying to live up to mm. or not trying to live up to or trying to live down yeah <laughs> yeah because it can it can go both ways you can either be stuck in the same vein of trying to live up to kids that you're at school with or be like mm. throwing off the shackles of that past but acting out in other ways and yeah. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so it's it's um worth paying a little bit of attention to how did you learn about money what did you learn who did you learn it from who are the influences past who are the influences present and do they have your best interests at heart because mm. if you are trying to live down the the expectations of somebody past a is that person still in your life b what hold do they have over you if any mm. are you really benefiting yourself by trying to live up to or down mm -hmm. to that? And could you, in fact, ditch that particular piece of learning because it's holding you back in some way and it's not a good thing? So I want to leave everybody with some questions to think about. Hopefully you've been kind of playing along. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully you've found today's conversation interesting. 
I hope you have, Alex. I have, yeah. I, yeah, you opened this up. I'm now just going to go and sit in a corner for a little while and think about my life. <laughs> Rock gently for a while. Oh, oh, well, I'll bring you a blanket. Yes. Yeah. And some slippers, please. Yeah, yeah. So some, some questions to think about. So firstly, which of the values or emotional needs would you identify as the most important to you? It can be more than one, but one is good if you're going to then set a goal based on it. Can you get more of those emotional needs met without spending more money or by kind of reprioritizing how you spend your time first of all? Mm. Actually reprioritizing based on time first. Yeah. And then look at the at the money side of it. Yeah, that makes sense. And then pick one and, and create a kind of concrete savings goal that's tied into it that's about getting more of that need met. And then think a little bit about the influences on you and are they helping um, are they working in line with your values or not? And how can you limit the influence of any sort of source that's not actually benefiting you and maybe amplify if there's a voice of somebody who is actually really encouraging you and, and being good for you around money? You know, what can you do to amplify that voice in your life? And it might be worth finding somebody else to listen to this podcast so you can have a nice chat about it together. Ah, yes, we like that <laughs> suggestion. Because <laughs> it does feel like something you kind of need to talk through with someone. Yeah. it's, it's yeah, it, yeah, There's yeah. a lot going on here and it's quite complicated in, in a way that is, you know, you, not that you can't overcome it, but uh, it's a big topic. It is a big topic. But I'm, we're just going to light that blue touch paper, step back. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're not leaving you alone because this will be, this is kind of the foundation of all the things that we're going to be talking about in the coming episodes that we've got planned. So we're going to delve into a lot of these issues in more detail. Yeah, and give absolutely. You some actual yeah. things to do with them. Yes, yes. This is definitely uh, a way to get you started thinking about these issues, but it's it's definitely not... Um, a case of, of yeah, we're we're just going to abandon you henceforth. <laughs> <laughs> we will be here for you. You've been listening to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money. Your hosts were Martha Lawton and Alex Lemon. You can find us online at squanderlustpod.com, where we'll put links to show notes, books and articles we mention, and other interesting things. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or you have a story to tell about something you've heard here, get in touch through the website. If you enjoyed Squanderlust, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and rate us too. The more stars you give, the happier we get. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Squanderlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London, with production by David Smith, Charlie Brandon King and Alicia Cunningham. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. Thanks for listening. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, 
Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.